Welcome to the Chicago Golf Tour Podcast, sponsored by Sub70 Golf. Sub70 Golf is the number one direct-to-consumer golf equipment company based out of Sycamore, Illinois. By cutting out middlemen and unnecessary overhead, Sub70 products are roughly half the cost of other OEMs. Everything is custom-built, and they typically have one- to two-week turnaround times. With a full equipment line from driver through putter and options for everyone, go check out Sub70 Golf at golfsub 70 Com. All right, folks, welcome back to episode 21. As always, we got the big man on the ones and twos. How are we doing, Rob? Good ourself, Tom. I'm good, my man. It uh, It's an interesting day. We've uh, I don't think we've ever recorded during the day before. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, we haven't. But I need to start off and, you know, apologize and say you were right. And I owe you $10. Because you did say Heritage Bluffs. On the last episode? On the last episode. So you were right. I was wrong. I apologize. Pay that man his monies. Pay that man his monies is right. You know what that's from? Yeah, uh, Rounders. Correct. Great movie. Great movie. Anyhow, well, I appreciate that. You know, we are in the trust tree. Um, we are in the trust tree. But yeah, it. Uh, we had to move some things around. It's daytime right now. And actually, I feel great. I feel alive compared to when we normally um, record, which is Monday nights. Mondays in general just stink for me. I, I just can't stand Mondays. Um, there's also something about the sun being out and, you know, maybe the, yeah, just something about the atmosphere is, is giving me a good vibe right now. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look at the weather was nice on Saturday. It was actually perfect, to be honest with you. But then we had snow come down so we're back to square one but gets us uh excited for the golf season that's for sure i was just gonna say the weather on saturday was unbelievable i think we're we're gonna be you know starting to hit the mid 50s consistently here shortly and hopefully you and i could both be back out in the garage um but until then did you watch any of the api this weekend i did i did i had it on the tv outside while cleaning, got to watch a good portion of that Saturday and then Sunday followed at the end. But it was it was crazy to see how tough the course is playing. Yeah, I same. I only watched honestly, I I didn't watch a whole lot. I watched uh, a little bit Saturday. Um I saw a bunch of Rory. I honestly didn't watch any of it Friday. I was cleaning up. We had a little party yeah. here on, on Saturday and didn't catch one shot on Sunday. Yeah, it was, um, you know, see Rory on the weekend just play that. What he shot, what he shot was crazy. But, you know, Scheffler had an awesome back nine on Saturday. And then, you know, Hovland kind of blew it on Saturday. But then you had Horschel finish, was pretty consistent on Saturday as well, you know, being the only one under par in the, in the first couple groups. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, Sunday was great because just to see – I mean, I know a lot of people are complaining about how hard it was and everything, but it was cool to see how many people were still in it because everybody did have the same shots, obviously, you know. Right. But it was – it was um, that ending, man, especially when uh, Woodland eagled 16. Did you see that shot? All the highlights, yeah. Oh, holy crap. And I was like, holy crap, he might, he might pull this out and then – 
came up short on 17 on that par three and then, you know, double bogeyed it. I felt terrible for him because I always liked him. I think he's a good dude. And I liked when he won the U.S. Open. And I, yeah. You know, I don't think he's won since then, but, you know, I was kind of rooting for him towards the end too. But Havan obviously wanted to see him win because that was me and T's pick. But, you know. Right. That's right. Um, yeah. I, so I caught some highlights. I also caught a lot of the golf Twitter. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of, um, you know, argument about course setup and, and Rory saying that it was it was kind of just, you know, he prefers more runoffs. You know, it it he says it benefits the uh, the good chippers when there's runoffs compared to just rough around the greens. Um, my thing is just hit the green. I mean, we're, we're comparing apples to apples here. I mean, sure. I don't, it is what it is. I just, you know, I, I enjoy when the course plays hard like that. Um, yeah. You know, it's fun to kind of see those guys struggle. Granted, yeah, they don't like to struggle, but, you know, they can't be throwing darts all the time, you know. They are mm-hmm. the best in the world, but you know, I definitely like seeing the greens firmed up like that, and you know, seeing a, a challenge for these guys. Rom had no problem with it; he said it was fine. Um, yeah, that rough was pretty crazy. How long yeah. it was? Yeah, I just you know, my thing is, especially with how long these guys hit it, firm up the greens and and, and lengthen the rough. That's the only way that you really could contain these guys i mean a couple years ago yeah rough was like a big deal now it's not like you you saw bryson win what the the u.s open basically you know from the rough (laughs) was that the pga championship i think it was the open Uh, yeah i think it was the u.s open yeah but in terms of course setup you know the harder the better in my opinion i like to see these guys you know I love seeing like just two under for the day. Um, Grant. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I was laughing when you saw the people with like Gooch and Horschel shooting 40, 44 on the front nine uh-huh. or whatever it was they were doing. It was, it was insane. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Billy Hall? I was laughing because Vince was texting Sunday morning about you know, putting in some bets on like FanDuel and DraftKings and he, he likes to play one off each other, like Horschel versus two, you know, head to head matches. And I'm just like, I don't know how anybody plays with Horschel. Like the way he sets up, how long he takes, it would get under my skin. Crazy. Yeah. He bothers me. Um, as he a, bothers a lot of people. Yeah. As a person, I just think he's like kind of just an arrogant, you know, cocky little fuck i don't, I don't know i don't know how else to put it you know especially- yeah, i mean you know we make fun of cantley too about like the putting but you know what he does for putting he's still he's a good putter it seems like he makes right. a lot of stuff too so right i just you know i don't know i just think you know and, and billy's had some choice words uh in the last couple of years just whatever um but yeah i mean another Another really good finish. Scotty's hot. Man. Scotty is super hot. Yeah. What, two of the last three he's won? So, yeah. I found myself, like, flipping back and forth between NBC and the Golf Channel, though, to see the ending 
of the Puerto Rico just because of, you know, um, the guy that won Ryan Brem. Yeah. However you say his name. That yeah. was a, that was an interesting story too. Story's crazy. I mean, he had yeah. to win to, to get his car and went out with his wife on the bag and tore, yeah. absolutely torched the field. Yeah. It was cool to see that. I mean, cause I, I think he lost his mile last year. I think Monday Q talked about that too. So it was, it's good to see a, a good guy like that when yeah. I was laughing. I was laughing though, because I didn't recognize one name except Tommy Two Gloves on that whole leaderboard. Yeah. Well, so they they mentioned how that was kind of going to be a a weird turnout with you know the the API and the, the Puerto Rico. Yeah. But I remember seeing JJ Clean on Twitter like joking about it, like you know who's even going to be there. I think. Honestly, I think it was just like all last minute. Yeah. So yeah, but he I mean he gets in the players championship this week, no? Yeah. Speaking of, you know who's not in the players championship? Well, actually, he's the eighth alternate. Uh Ricky Fowler. Oh, I did see that, even yeah. though he won it. That's crazy. Yeah. And he's and he is not yet in the Masters this year, which is bananas. Yeah. So I want I'd like to see Ricky win this year. Um, I don't know where, I don't know what happened to him. Um, it seems like, you know, of that group of the spring breakers, we already lost Smiley. Smiley is falling off the earth. Um, (laughs) Spieth is, is kind of treaded, uh, some water there and, and kind of made a a comeback. Obviously JT is JT. So I'd hate to lose another spring breaker, uh, from that group. (laughs) Um, yeah, the players. What do you think about when people say it's the fifth major? Do you like that or not? I don't like it. Um, I mean, granted, it's the strongest field, you know, and the purse is crazy. What twenty million dollars this year? Bananas. Um, I mean, I enjoy watching it. I just don't, you know, I, I don't think it compares to. It's the biggest Masters, or to me, the Open or the U.S. No. Open but it's the biggest purse of the year which is is crazy yeah first place i think is like 3.4 it's almost that's pretty much double of any other um last place is like 43k i think top i think top like 10 is six figures like it's, yeah <laughs> it's crazy um yeah yeah i don't like the whole fifth major thing i think it's a great tournament um i mean what rory talked about that on sunday right did he about it yeah i think he said something like or was it yesterday i can't remember but basically you know with the purse what it is and you know the amount of the field you know something like you just had it it's not a major but it's getting pretty close to you know that's that statue statue i should say yeah I, i think it definitely brings out the best play in a lot of guys so in terms of like the actual event quality, I think it's definitely up there. But I was reading something um, what yesterday about what Stevie said about Tiger playing the players a couple years ago. The greens were always like a lot slower, and he would always tell Tiger to give it a little bit more pace. And Tiger would be like, "No, I'm not changing my putting stroke because we have the Masters coming around." Right. So, that's just how insane the guy was. He wouldn't, he wouldn't change the, 
you know, the pace of his swing because the greens were too small because he was looking ahead at the Masters. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, I can't blame him. Yeah. I think the Masters is, you know, obviously the top notch. So, right. Well, we dove into the uh, South Side Tour schedules last week. Yep. Now we're going to dive into the West Side Tour schedules. This is right in your wheelhouse there, Rob. Yeah. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know, Rob plays on the West Side Tour. So, actually, on Saturday, my cousins were here and, and brother. And we were talking about, so I think my brother is going to play on both the South and the West. And I might okay. I might jump on the West as well. Really? Yeah. Um, my cousin was just saying, hey, I, I love to play on the West. You know, there's just sure. great tracks that uh, are not only on the schedule, but a lot of tracks that he hasn't played yet. So he's right. like, you know, what do you think about doing both? So we we kicked it around, and I think yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna do both, and then my brother's gonna do both. That way, if one of us can't make it, you know, one could play with the other. Like right, that's four. awesome. Now with if, now with uh, cross tour testing, so that's great. Yeah, so I, I'm super pumped. There's there's a couple tracks on here that on the West Side Tour that I'm drooling over, uh, and we'll get to those <laughs> in a little bit here. But to start off the opener of the West Side Tour schedule, we head to Randall Oaks. Randall Oaks is a course that I have not played. Um, Same here. I've heard great things about it. So if there is courses on any of our schedules that Rob or I haven't played, the reason they're on there is because they've been referred to us. Uh, and we've we've done the research. Um, you know, we've looked at the website. We've looked at rates. We've looked at the course setup. We've looked at yardage, all that. Um, and like I said, a lot of these courses are recommended to us, to our guys, you know, at the end of each year. So, yeah, I mean, from what I read for Randall is like, it's, you know, it has demanding tee shots, but you know, there's an open holes that you can score on. Um, a lot of risk reward shots, what I've, what I've read. Um, so like a link style open holes versus, you know, there's some holes that have are wooded, but that's good too. Right. Um, the, you know, if you want to check it out, the drone flyover footage of the course on the site is pretty awesome. I will check. And that. It looks like, yeah, there looks like from that, there looks like there's plenty of, you know, bunkers and water, but um, definitely holes to get after. But I'm excited to play this course for sure. Yeah. You know what? I've, I, now that I think about it, I've probably watched it, but I've seen so many flyovers in the last like three months. I don't remember what's what. Right. Um, but I'm assuming just with the name Randall Oaks, I'm assuming there, there's certainly some tree lines, uh, tree line fairways and, you know, uh, a lot of trees there. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, pumped. I'm pumped to get off of that. Um, and then we head to one of your favorites for the Masters. We head out. Yeah. Play. Yeah. I've said this before for Bolingbroke. Like I've lived in Woodridge for 10 years now and I've never tried playing it till last year when we put it in the schedule for was it the playoffs or was it event 10? I can't remember, yeah. but I was just pleasantly surprised by it. I mean, you have the wide fairways. Yeah, It's a lot of target golf off the tees, but um, it's definitely, you can put up a good score and it's, you know, it's nice and open. You're going to have the wind issues, obviously, right? Because it's so open, but the greens are fast. 
um, but they rolled true. But it was it was I was pleasantly surprised for like the setup, the the course itself, the clubhouse, the you know driving range, um, practice area. It's just top notch. It is. It's very playable. It's always in great shape. Um, super well manicured. And like I said, it's it's gettable. I mean, if you if you're if you're striping the ball there, even if you're you know missing fairways, you could you sure yeah score well there. Yeah, um, you just keep it in play. You're you're good. Right. Uh, facilities are are great there. Uh, overall, I mean, Bolingbrook is is definitely one of the top courses in the, the western suburbs. So mm-hmm. uh, it's a good fit for the Masters. And then yep. we head over to an OG. Um, they've been with us since year one, and that's the third event at Orchard Valley. And Orchard yep. Valley is an extremely underrated public course. It's almost, I'd almost put it in the hidden gem cat- category. Uh, yeah. I feel like it's overlooked. A lot of people don't know about it. Again, a super well manicured public track that almost comes off as uh, a country club. Yeah. Um, I think the layout is super fun. I think that's it is. I think that's it is where you hit pretty much your entire bag. Yeah, you got a lot of short par fours, a lot of dogs, you know, some water. I mean, quite a few challenging tee shots off the front, too, right? You know, because yeah, I was just gonna say two, three, four, four. That is that par five, right? You got hit over the water, yeah, and you can either try to cut it to have a shorter shot in or you know play it safe but yeah it's it's got a little bit of everything it does i was just gonna say it has a little bit of everything it's got some sand dunes um you know when you turn back towards the clubhouse uh and then the back is i feel like a little bit more open except for a couple holes but a lot of super cool par threes um just overall i think orchard valley is just it's super well done it's a, it's a super fun layout. Yep. You know, I can't imagine anybody playing that that course and being like, well, that wasn't is advertised because, again. Yeah, no. Yeah, I agree with it because even on the back, you got some challenging tee shots, too. You know, I think what 16 is that par five. You hit it over the water again. And then the last, you know, 17 is not an easy par three. It's long. And yeah. then 18, the finishing hole feels like it's long as well, but it's. It's a it's a cool tee shot to your approach shot to the green. I it is a it is a hidden gem. I think definitely. Um, and like I said, I it's an OG. It's been with us since year one. I would assume it's going to be you know on the schedule every year just because it's a it's a good it's a great course. It's a good staple. Yeah. Um, and then we head over to event four at Klein Creek. Um, you had a chance to play Klein Creek last year. I have not been out. I don't know if I've played Klein Creek, to be honest. Um, Long time ago, I played there. I think we were even, because I think that was one of the spots that we looked at at Getting Married, and that was 10 uh, years ago. So it's been a long time, I kinda to blend, be honest with you. I kind of blend Klein Creek, um, Village Links, and there's another one. Maybe not Bloomingdale. I don't know. They all kind of blend together for me. but. Um, yeah, Klein Creek, I know, has a lot of water. Um, mm-hmm. I believe there's some demanding tee shots there, too, as well. Yeah, they have uh, some wide fairways, though, with bailout areas, it seems like, you know, so. 
Yeah. So that's another one. So that's, you know, a, another target for me to get back out there. I'm pretty sure I've played it. It's just been a while. Uh, and then we head to the second major of the year in the PGA championship at another one of our favorites is Bose Creek. Bose Creek. I got my first uh, look at it last year and I mm -hmm. thought it was right up there with heritage Bluffs. Um It's, phenomenal the layout is great the course is in fabulous condition mm -hmm. i think it's a tough if it, i think it's a tough layout but i also think it's it's very forgiving slash um you could score well there you just yeah you need to hit some good shots um yeah again targeted golf for a lot of the tee shots um but you know, there's some holes that are wide. It was it was a fun layout. Last year was my first time playing it too. Um, it was it was a fun walk. Um, and it was just, you know, I whatever I think it's that part the first part three, then you tee off is at four or five that you have to hit over water too, which is I like how everything's set up. I like how the course is routed. Yeah. I think they have a great mixture of different types of holes where it's you know, a longer part threes, but you know, you have shorter part threes. Yeah. Some holes have a lot of sand, some don't. I think it's a mixture of everything that, you know, obviously probably another course that you pretty much could play every club in the bag, you know, type deal. Yeah, I agree. Um, for the first part three is what comes to my mind. It's pretty long uphill. Um, and then on the back there, right before that, that par five, it's got a got a nice wooded background. It's a short part three. It's only like a wedge or a nine iron, but yeah, it, they mix it up nice. Um, mm -hmm. Again, I just don't think Bose Creek, you know, for a public course, gets enough credit. I mean, I know it's 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 ranked high up there, but I just think it's definitely, uh, especially in the in the western suburbs, it's got to be a top top five course. It was definitely worth the drive. I will say that. Yeah, absolutely. And then we go to the the sister course of Bose Creek for the sixth event in Highlands, Belgium. Another underrated course that the setup is is unbelievable. The course is in, it's always in great shape. Um, not only are we having a tour stop there for the Westside Tour event, but also our Scratch Series event one is there on June thirteenth. But yeah, Highlands Belgian, I mean, I find it to be similar to Bose Creek, just be just from like it what catches my eye off the tee. Um yeah. And I felt like it was like harbor side, you know, that link style course. Yeah. Where fast greens, the wind's a big factor. Um, you know, so you took you took that analogy right out of my mouth. I was just about to say. It literally oh, is. I, I apologize. No, no, no. It literally is the the harbor side of the west side sub or the western suburbs. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. Um, because it is lengthy for sure, and there is quite a bit of, of sand. Um, but again, just like harbor side, if the if the wind's down, it's it's gettable. Um, overall, great track. And then speaking of you know, uh, another staple in OG, we head out to, uh, Cantini for the third major of the year. And that's the U S open and Cantini has been, they've been with us since year one. Um, 
obviously they have three nines. It's about as close as you'll get to a public course not being private in terms of condition wise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always in great shape. They hold a ton of different qualifiers and yeah. LPGA events. College events, I think, events. too. Yeah, they host a lot of stuff. Um, the place is always in great shape. There's always a lot of action going on there. Um, I mean, they, yeah, they have caddies for you if you want them. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a fun atmosphere. Cool golf course. Um, again, you know, target golf for some of those holes. Some right. places are tight. Um, wooded lined areas. That par five, that's pretty long, but goes downhill and then you know goes uh, dog legs to the right is that's always a fun that's a good looking hole um but yeah it was it was a good it's a good course it's a good um challenge for sure yeah it was our masters last year i think it has a a better fit this year uh being the u.s open um so yeah it was really wet when we played it i'd be curious to see what it is a little bit dried out see if it's faster um because those greens i thought for sure a lot some of them are smaller good amount of undulation but i imagine it being harder to hold right i mean i think those are the types of greens that they have yeah you playing it in july you'll you'll enjoy it much right. more than playing it you know versus april uh last year so looking forward to heading back out there and then i don't think we need to talk much about the next event. no we don't <laughs> um we headed to the eighth event at heritage bluffs obviously shared with the south side tour this year um heritage bluffs hidden gem um, we've talked about it plenty of times on the show all around great track, um, affordable, super playable, super fun routing, um, everything. I mean, I just don't understand how you can't like heritage plus. So, um, moving on to the last major of the year in event nine, we have the open championship at village links village links. Like I said, I kind of blend it with like three or four courses out there yeah what, uh, what's your initial thought on village links so i've i've played village links for quite some time we had it last year obviously um it's it's hard i mean any course is hard in the wind but it seems like if it's a windy day out there it's ridiculously hard you know because it just it seems like the tee shots don't go anywhere or anything like that but um it's a course that i know we keep on saying it but you know if you keep it in play you can shoot pretty well there you know, it's, um, there's some forgiving holes. There's some, there's some holes that, you know, if you go after, you're going to be rewarded. Right. Um, and, a, and a lot of some holes have water, right. There's some, you know, hazards to play around with that you got to be careful with, with tee shots, but a lot of it is open fairways that if you hit it, it's going to roll out. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoy that course a lot. Yeah. I always remember if, and like I said, if I'm remembering the correct course, I always felt like Village Links was always in really good shape. Yeah, I mean, Glen Allen, um, I played there last year with your brother for his practice round. Um, some hard holes, some long holes on the back nine that are, you know, you're going uphill that makes it challenging. Um, but again, like it's it's a good variety of holes that, you know, challenge everybody's game right whether whatever level you're at it's you know you make of it what you will and it's it's a it's a fun walk it's a it's an enjoyable course yeah and then we head over to the one that i've been drilling about and that's about <laughs> we head out to blackstone 
So Blackstone was one of the courses that was referred recommended to us. Um, we knew we knew of Blackstone. We just weren't sure, sure. You know, logistically. Um, but with the amount of people that referred it to us, you know, we we had to throw it on there. So this is already marked on my calendar. I can't wait to get up there. It's a bit of a hike for me. Um, but Blackstone is in just about every article that you'll read about, you know, courses that aren't necessarily on the outskirts of the city. But once you start getting into like the top courses, you know, um, outside of that. So your Blackstones, your Shepherd Crooks, it's in every list. Um, everybody says it, it plays like a, a country club. It's always yeah. in great shape because it doesn't get a ton of traction. So I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, I mean, I was I was reading about it, and you know, they point out that they you know have 54 bunkers, um, and that it's built on wetlands. But the the way, way the fairways are wide. Um, whenever I think of but wetlands and uh, marsh, I think of um, what is it? Lost March. South. Yeah, Lost March. But by looking at the pictures and stuff like that, it looks a little bit more pleasing than that course. Yeah, I mean. I hope so. Um, <laughs> Lost Marsh is, to me, super gimmicky. Um, sure. Yeah, it, it's got some fun holes, but yeah, yeah. I mean the the website too for you guys they do have a hole by hole breakdown. So it's like one of those courses. I think I do it for every course if I can. But you know, you sit there the week of and you plan your tee shots right, going over the hole by hole overview. So oh yeah, so yeah, Blackstone definitely mark that on your calendar um and then we head to the playoff and another <laughs> another og right in your backyard is seven bridges and yep seven bridges i've always said it so seven bridges front nine it might be one of the best front nines around a uh, lot of cool holes uh the routing and layout of the front nine is is awesome even starting with the first hole um you know, kind of have a little tuck green on a, a par five to start. And then the back, the back is kind of where a new course. It's what? <laughs> it's a whole different course. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole different course. It it's definitely challenging. And if you could manage the back nine and just stay out of, out of trouble, you could, you could shoot well there. Um, I think it, 17 and 18 are the only holes that don't have water on the back nine. Yeah. You know, it's, it's super enjoyable. Um, if you're, you know, staying out of trouble, but the front nine there is, like I said, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It'll be definitely, I think it's a good call for a playoff because, you know, a tougher track, see what happens. I'd be curious. I'm very interested to see the scoring at it, but right. yeah, the, the back nine is a whole different animal. It is. A lot of, uh, you have to be absolutely perfect off the tee on the back nine. Yeah. And even your, your second shots, you know, laying up have to be pretty targeted. Yeah. Those two part fives yep. on the, from the get off. Yeah. And then, um, gosh, I always think, is it 14 that you got to cross? It's dog leg left that you cross over the, uh, um, the river or the little stream they got going and then it's that short part three, but yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely a challenging course. If you shoot good on the front nine, you know, you kind of 
we stack up those strokes for the back nine just in case to you know, oh, help yeah. yourself out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the championship. And we head to a new venue that's never been on our schedule, but we've been trying to get on there for the last couple of years. And then it's Prairie Landing. Um, Prairie Landing is known, you know, as one of the top courses, you know, in the Western region, a lot of water, super (laughs) fun, super fun layout. Um, Again, a course that's, it's always an impeccable shape for a, a public track. Yeah, it's Robert Trent Jones, to, yeah. uh, the second. Yeah. Um, I loved reading um, the course will make you feel as though you've been transported to a seaside links course in Ireland. That's a little much, but it's, I... it's definitely, it's definitely, uh, yeah, I guess it has some of that vibe. I mean, there's a ton of water. Um, I found it to be super hard the one time I played it. Um, so that's going to be a, a super challenging championship mm-hmm. or, you know, the West side tour championship. So that's the rundown. That's the, the 2022 West side tour schedule. And it's absolutely stacked. And like I said, there's definitely three or four courses that are marked on my calendar that I'm going to go out and play to be determined whether I'm going to jump on the West side tour, but I think I'm going to. Um, so looking forward to that. I know Rob is is super pumped, geared up for this season. I am. So, yeah. I mean, I was outside, had the clubs all ready to go on Saturday, and then nothing. Yeah. But. Yeah. The uh, the snow on, on Monday kind of put a damper on. It was like, come on, we're, we're really – we're back here again. Right. But, yeah, the uh, the weather, I told you, it's, it's, it's going to turn here shortly mm-hmm. um courses were packed on saturday it's only a matter of time uh before we get wrong and the west side tour schedule kicks off you know the end of uh, of april there so you know post masters everybody's going to be having the itch we'll probably most likely have you know a couple rounds in by that time so we're uh, we're gearing up here less than yep you know six weeks out so um with that being said rob we jump in to the player championship book it with t picks here we go are you ready i'm ready what do you like this week uh i actually was looking into that prior to this um because i'm i'm going with colin marikawa 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 yep colin i do like rambo too but um i think he needs to figure out which putter he's going with um for this weekend okay all right you think you should roll with the spider no well i don't know if you saw but i think at uh riviera he switched on the last round because he's what using that old school or not the old school but the og what the rossi two yeah and then he flipped over to um i forgot which one it is but it's another like mallet type putter that he had for the last couple weeks um so Gotcha. I always like I always like following that stuff on Twitter. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, T's picks for the Players Championship is uh, his long shot is Hatton, sixty-five to one. Hmm. And then he's got your boy Speed, sixty to one. And then we got Brooksy, fifty to one. Matsuyama, twenty-five to one. And T's favorite, Cantlay, twenty to one. And you could book it 
with T. Okay. What do you think about those picks? Um, Cantley's a, I like that. I'm always going to be on, on board with Spieth. Of course you are. Hatton, <laughs> Hatton, um, you know, he's still in it on this Sunday, this past Sunday too. So, you know, and I always like watching him. He's, He's a character. He's a roller coaster. He's always, he makes me feel like, you know, some of the stuff that we do on the course is okay. You know, yeah. not that we throw clubs or anything, but when you get upset or you talk to yourself, um, you know, I, have, I always find that funny. I get severe anxiety watching him play because every shot, <laughs> every shot that he hits, like obviously it's in the air and you don't know where it's going to go, but I'm just like waiting on his reaction for every shot. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 re- I do think he's really funny. Like, uh, yeah, you know, his type of his sense of humor. Um, he's but, also a huge loose cannon. Yes, that's true. Yeah, he, uh, I get a kick out of him though. I mean, I think he's, I think he's a guy who, you know, I think he's just super passionate, you know, about the game and he knows his skill set, but just things haven't clicked together for him. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to say JT too, but then I saw, I think, uh, I saw it on Twitter, the stat of, and I forgot who it was, maybe Justin Ray, but it, the last time someone won the players and then finished in the top 10 was Adam Scott, like what, he won like 10 plus years ago. So, you know, that's a, that's crazy to me to think. Yeah. Speaking of him, have you seen the whole drama around this guy's sweaters lately? The same one that he keeps wearing. <laughs> He's wearing that like puke brown sweater. And I don't know. If yeah. He, is he, is he advertising somebody or is he just. Still no, he's sponsored. I th- I forgot whatever that clothing brand is, but that's, I mean, that's who sponsors them, I believe. But it was, I forget. Is it Hannah on Twitter? She kept on like day five, day six. Hannah, yeah. Hannah Greg, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. He, uh, I, yeah, I would, I, I would like to see Scott back in the, uh, the winner circle, but yeah, he's, his wardrobe is, has kind of fallen off. I was, I always felt like he was always, you know, pretty, pretty well-dressed. Um, obviously a, a handsome lad, but um, <laughs> yeah, this week should be interesting. Like I said, I just feel like this tournament brings out the best uh, of the field. So I think we're in for another, you know, good finish. Um, hopefully. Yep. You know, nobody goes crazy the first couple of days and, you know, we have an eventful uh, weekend and then, you know, hopefully Sunday it comes down to, you know, a handful of guys, you know, one or two shots off the lead and, you know, um, great endings. We've, we've been blessed so far this year. Hopefully we get right. it. So. Well, the weather looks, I think, pretty bad for the weekend. So it'll be interesting. There it does. Yeah, I think I was reading uh, windy and rainy. I think eighty percent chance of rain. I thought I saw. Woof! For the whole yeah. weekend. I think for Saturday Sunday. Uh, Yowzer! Mm-hmm. I wonder how that's going to play. You know, that's tough because then you start getting into the convo of you know clean and replace. You know, when yeah. at what point does it get? You know, you can't Sunday. See, that's tough. To have that on a Sunday, that's like almost forbidden. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we don't see that. But yeah, as always, Rob, are you ready for the top three? Yeah, give it to me. Let's hear it. 
All right. I want to know what are the top three things that go into your bag for spring golf that are removed for summer golf? Um, that's a good question. I don't know if I do anything, things differently. Maybe I keep the umbrella in there. Um, instead of leaving it in the trunk, I keep it in this, you know, the holder. That'd be probably number three. That's in my top three. Um, two would probably be, um, <laughs> I have the same pair of, they're not even rain pants. It's kind of embarrassing to say, but they're like Nike, um, swish pants, I guess you would say That's they're not legit. That's not legit. They're not legit golf rain pants, but they're my, I consider them my golf rain pants. Um, we're, so, in the, we're in the same boat. <laughs> so I keep that in the, in the side pouch. Um, I've had them, I think for 10 plus years now, surprised they still fit. Um, and then, I mean, the rain gloves always stay in. They never come out, especially after seeing that dude wearing one during the summer as his uh, golf hack. But for the most part, I, I like to leave um, like a, you know, quarter zip or, you know, the foot joy. I do have a rain, you know, pullover foot joy that yeah. stays in there constantly. Oh, so yeah. I would say that, you know, oh, and an extra pair of socks. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'll have to add that. But yeah, we pretty much have a similar top three. Um, I would say umbrella two at number three. Number two, I just put it in one category as rain gear. So mm. rain pants, you know, the pullover slash windbreaker, um, rain gloves are in there as well. Oh, sure. Yeah. And then number one is so shoes. So rain shoes, not even rain shoes, but just like I separate it to where I have spring shoes and then I have summer shoes. Oh, so, for your golf shoes, you have ones that you wear. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I do have a yeah. shitty pair that I play with when I know it's the springtime versus. Oh, yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, these. So I have these these pair of Nikes that I only wear, you know, during shitty weather. And Tiger Woods thirteens. No, I wish. <laughs> I wish they were, and they're like kind of forest green, so that mm -hmm. you know. I can wear them, and they, even if they do get kind of muddy and shitty, you can't really tell they're like not white like my nights sure. or whatever. Sure. But the outside of them, they're almost like rain shoes because the outside of them is like this, you know, vinyl. You know, I don't know the exact material, but it's it's not like cloth, right? Sure. So the water just beads off them. They're awesome. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, I tend to wear those. You know, uh, in the beginning of the season um and then that's I, a great point i should keep an extra pair of shoes in the trunk good point yeah and then you know um honorable mention i would say just a couple additional towels another uh, good one yeah that's always you know an issue early on with you know uh fat shots and just wet conditions sure. i feel like one one wet shot could take up a quarter of your towel that's good point you know good point so yeah yeah the, uh, the towels are super necessary you know around this time so you got me thinking too because then i i keep the uh 
the glove attachments for my push cart, the winter gloves yeah. in the side. And I take those out there summer too. Right, right, right. Yeah. And then I would say probably not until like June do I make the swap, you know, and then I even, I depending on, you know, what kind of, of day it out or day it is out, I'll go from spike to spikeless just hmm. if it's dry. Um, but yeah, all that rain stuff comes out and, you know, the umbrella probably stays, but for the most part, everything gets swapped. So there you go. That's a good one, Tom. I enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. Know what else I enjoy, Rob? What's that? Is registration. And registration is officially open as of March 1st. Um, we've seen a ton of traction. Yeah, it was uh, it was awesome to see all the new signups, to be honest with you. I mean, we got our OG guys, but it's cool to see all the new names yes. uh, coming in. Registrations are flying in. So as a reminder, registration is open. Um, it will not end this year, so there will be no deadline. You're you're able to sign up, you know, throughout the season. Um, but yeah, we're officially open. Come on and, and sign up for the 2020 Chicago Golf Tour, 2022 Chicago Golf Tour. There you go. Uh, as always, Rob, we'll uh we'll see you in the fairway. See you in the fairway, Tom. See you, buddy.